Hello, guys. How's it going? Welcome to the Shoes of Business podcast. Um, thanks for joining me again on the show. Uh, joining us on the show today, we've got Beth Heath. Um, we've spoken to Beth a few times on the show, um, and we wanted to talk about the, the food festival, Shrewsbury Food Festival that's coming. Um, and we've got the best person to speak to about that. Yay! Food festival. Yeah. Yeah, just a week away. Well, yeah, kind of. We're starting build this Friday, in fact, actually. Um, but just a week to go until we're on site, in the sunshine, getting a tan, listening to live music. Best of life. Best life ever. <laughs> I like the fact that you put, uh, get a suntan. I like that optimism. I love it. <laughs> all classes looking good. They promised us a heat wave at the end of August, so I'm going to hold on to that. Be fine. Where's this? Where's this blooming heat wave? They keep saying there's going to be a heat wave. I think they're just like, uh, go out and buy some trunks and some bikinis and stuff because it's coming. The weather's coming. Keep promising it to us. Um, yeah, so this is a, this is post-night uh, shift. Alex uh, coming to you, so I'm going to mumble my way through this podcast. But we'll try and get as much information as possible for you lovely listeners. Uh, first of all, Beth, uh, congratulations on your big award that you won at Wembley. Uh, do you want to tell us a bit about that? What was that? Um, that was Women in Business Awards, uh, one of those crazy awards that like, we have put forward for probably a year ago now, and then the award ceremony had been jumped a couple of times. Um, it was for being a business chameleon, so we have adapted quite a lot over the last year, um, and it was one of those very crazy moments where my husband Sid was sitting, recording our name up on the screen with like Everton Football Club and stuff like that, thinking we had not a Scooby-Doo of winning. When we were driving down, we were like, oh, it's been nice to have a night out in London. Um, dinner and a hotel and we don't you know obviously haven't been away a lot the last 18 months and uh, so then he stopped recording once on once they went <laughs> and they did the silver winner and then he just stopped recording because like there's our name we've got the thing we came for and then they called us and honestly you know that look of absolute shock that you see on people's things on board things we just didn't think we had a chance because there were so many big big names there and then yeah there we were so it was really cool and uh, yeah we had a good night well, um, you definitely deserve an award of that of that size of that magnitude because you do not stop working. Uh, you are you constantly thinking outside the box about these amazing ideas. Obviously, the drive through festivals last year, um, amazing idea. Like uh, straight out, I was just like, I can't believe the um, the initiative that you set for that. You know, so well done. You deserve it. Give yourself yeah, a lot of blood, sweat, tears this last year. So uh, it was quite nice of a party. But yeah, and um, my team are absolutely phenomenal. You know, you can't do it without people who've got your back and dot the I's, cross the T's. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be able to do any of it without them and volunteers, of course, because they're just with Yeah, it's and, and that, would you say that's a, a recipe for you know, a, you know, a good a good ingredient? See, go post night shift, Alex. Bleh, can't talk. Do you think that's a key ingredient to, to like successful businesses having the the best people around you that you can possibly get? Yeah, I think having people who have different skill sets. So we're quite a diverse team, and actually, we've all got obviously everybody in the whole world's got strengths in different areas, but a kind of carefully chosen team where people are very good at different things. But the most important thing is the amount of passion they have. So it's not just my business, you know, okay, it's my name on a piece of paper, but these guys live and breathe it as much as I do. And actually, without that, they wouldn't put the blood, sweat and tears that they put into it. It's way more than a job. I know it is. Um, I'm very grateful for the fact that it is, because if they all clocked off at five o'clock, we wouldn't have a business. So, <laughs> 
it's um they they enable the impossible to happen um so you know i might come up with some ideas but they're the ones that often have to be helping carry those ideas through so yeah they're ace love them I was I was chatting to uh, to Joe Cunningham, who's doing the the folk festival last week, um, and we released it on Monday. And I was I mentioned you actually. I mentioned the Mile of Smiles, and I, I mentioned how I was trying to grab you for for conversation or which for a chat. And you were like, "Yeah, hold on, phone call, gotta go over here." You know, you're constantly on the move. You're constantly, you know, you're running this thing. But I, I did notice you because this is what I do. I observe things and I bring it um, to the forefront. I noticed the Miles Smiles that you just stood um, when the music was on the stage and I could just see you just like taking it in. It was like a moment where you just seemed to stop, pause and like, we made this happen. Yeah. Is that is that the reward there for yeah. you did this? Yeah, every single festival. So I always say to the girls, at some point every weekend, you'll see me sitting on the hill at food festival, Oktoberfest, obviously, usually on stage behind the band where people can't really see me, kind of going, oh my gosh, we did this. We made all these people smile. We brought people together. Look at all those kids playing in a circus or look at those families who haven't actually been out chatting to grandparents and the kids are running around and they're making memories and we're enabling that to happen. And that's the point behind the business. It sounds really cheesy, but I like making things happen for people. You know, I think event organisers often want are people that like to be behind the scenes a bit more. People may think I'm quite an outgoing personality. I still absolutely cat myself when I go into a networking thing and I have to go and introduce myself to people. But because I prefer being backstage, I prefer making it so other people can have a good time. Um, but yeah, you have to, at some point over an event, stop and go, this is why we do it. This is why that early morning this morning was worthwhile or, you know, the sleepless nights or whatever else. There's a reason behind it. And it's not a job. It's a way of life. And it's what we choose to do. So, yeah, I could work in Asda, especially this last year, and earn a heck of a lot more than I earn doing events. But it's definitely a way of life. And it's what we've chosen to do, stupidly or not. <laughs> And you know, I've, I, I didn't find it bizarre because knowing you and the, and the team, um, I can understand why. But you, you know, you put the, put the the free event on for Mile of Smiles, um, and you know, obviously, I was like, wow. I mean, you you you'd really struggled through terribly through lockdown and the pandemic and stuff. And I was like, doing a free festival. But do you think that's that's um, it's good for like PR? There's lots of people talking on social media. Mile of Smiles, this like a, a Shropshire festivals. Has that helped you? Do you think? Um, I just want people to, so the point two behind Mile of Smiles is, um, when I used to be a bit bizarre, but I think I said to you at the time, it's good to dentist and he used to have his poem on the wall. And I quite like the idea of when you start a smile, you start a whole pandemic of smiles rather than a pandemic of COVID. Um, and smiles are a lot healthier. So you kind of go, actually, if we can get people back out for a reason to kind of remember that, that live entertainment is something that we do. You know, when you talk about the drive-in cinema, the drive-in theatre last year, we were determined not to do cinema because it wasn't us. We were all about performance, about interactivity and experiential stuff. And so Mars Smiles was getting people back into the quarry, into the town centre, shopping locally, increasing footfall. And if they come out back when they did in July, then they'll come out again for the food festival because we give all of them a lease of it. And it's a bit of a marketing exercise. Um, the bid 
uh, obviously supported it and we got some of the um, restart grant from the Shropshire Council and so they helped with that for their Invest in Shropshire grant and we didn't need, my staff were working anyway and so I'm paying them regardless and they used to extra work being thrown at them so for me it was just more work but it, the end point of that was that we managed to deliver an event that was brilliant fun and that people could just come to. And sometimes we get criticised because there's not enough free events. We can't put on free events. We're a business at the end of the day. But if there's some pots of money around, then I'm more than happy to go for those pots of money, knowing that we can do something nice for the community. Um, and hopefully there'll be more of that stuff to come. Also, from a business perspective point of view, it makes a point that I can prove to the council and whoever else that people want this stuff. And then they come out, they enjoy it, it increases footfall. We know that the footfall went up on that weekend because of the footfall counters in Shrewsbury Town Centre. We were up by 20% on other weekends. So that's huge. That's several thousand more people coming into the town centre because we put something on on a Sunday. We didn't do it on a Saturday because it's traditionally busier anyway in town. So we did it on a Sunday because footfall's down a bit on a Sunday. You know, you've got to, there's got to be a reason behind everything, but... Predominantly, the reason for that one was the fact that we've had a rubbish 18 months and I wanted to make people smile. <laughs> and, and you did. You certainly made us smile. Our, our little show at the outside studio, it was fantastic. Honestly, I, I was like, this is what I wanted to do. You know, that that's what the biscuit is supposed to be. It's supposed to be events like this. And that was the first time, well, you know, that first weekend was the first time we had a, a mobile studio. And I, my heart was just grooved three times. I was like the Grinch. There we go. Um, <laughs> So thank you. Yeah, yeah, we will do. Uh, we're not going to take it because the problem we had was with the uh, the mobile studio was if I wanted to go and walk around, I couldn't just leave all my equipment there because you know I'm a trustworthy guy. But like you know, people walk walk around and grab, you know. So um, I, I just um, we're going to walk around the food festival with microphones and get real stock in. And we're going to get like, speak to some of the vendors, some of the cooks, some of the people there, some of you guys, I'll grab you when you're free. It would be very, very good. Um, so food festival. Yes. Yeah. Um, you couldn't do it last year. You didn't do it last year. Um, obviously. Um, what does that mean for this year? Is there like a rollover of events? People that were supposed to be there last year that want to come again. And you know, what, what can we expect? Yeah. So you can expect a food festival, pretty much like it usually would be in June. Um, it's obviously had to be jumped a lot of times. We've lost a couple of exhibitors along the way, which is really sad because they're small businesses as well. We've gained a few new ones because people have started new businesses while they've been yeah. on furlough and given up their old jobs. We've, you know, there'll be a few tweaks to it, to what there usually is. Um, I've had a lot of thinking time. So we've got a new Field Fork area. We did Field Fork Festival at Harker Adams a couple of years ago, and that was epic. Um, again, a free event. They were paying us to do it. Um, and I did agriculture at university, which is something not many people know about. And so that kind of back to your roots is quite important from a food and drink perspective to me. So the Field Fork area will take you on a journey through making a pizza, right from where the wheat comes out the ground to how that journey goes, where does your milk come from, where do your tomatoes come from, all of that. And so obviously that's aimed at children, but there's quite a lot of adults that don't understand the journey as well. 
I sometimes when I'm chatting to the girls here, I can't understand why they don't know what happens in a combine harvester, for example. So we'll have some big tractors there. We'll also have some vintage tractors there. Um, we'll have um, you can milk a cow. We'll obviously have the piglets there like we usually do. But that kind of new area, as you walk into the festival through the top gates, is brand new and there's going to be shed loads of stuff to do. The NFU are going to be there, Harper Adams are there, the Agri-Food Project. Um, and so we've got some people who really know what they're talking about. I want to make this bigger and better every year from a field to fork perspective. It's something that not enough shows focus on. Um, again, if it doesn't make any money, no one's selling anything. But there will be loads of games to take part in. You can see about robotic milking. You better put on VR headsets and, you know, farm a field, see um, drone farming. It's phenomenal what our problems are doing, and they're going to bring all of that to actually explain to other people how it works. Um, then we've also got new this year, I'm just trying to think of the new things. We've got Gin School with Shropshire Distillery. Those guys are amazing. You need to go out. Do you like gin? I'm on keto, and, and gin is keto-friendly, um, so whoop, whoop, whoop. Okay, we'll get you a gin-tasting session over there, um, because you make your own gin over at Shropshire Distillery. I went over a few weeks ago, and it was phenomenal. Um, but they're going to be doing gin tastings at the festival, so that's cool. We've got Huntington um, Bakery, who are doing hands-on bakery stuff. So you can actually, you know when those cakes look amazing, and I've got no hope of doing that ever, that's to teach you to do it. Um, and then we've got a massive, Timmy's going to love this, man, massive, massive circus tent um, from Panic Circus. And that's, all, again, all the kids' stuff is free. That is really important to me. I have two small children. There is nothing more annoying than being at a festival with a kid going, Mum, can I have another pound? Can I have another pound? And by the time you get to the end of the day, you spend 50 quid and you paid to get in. And it's really annoying. We don't have any of that. The kids' stuff is all free. So we've got... Um, got Tennis Shropshire there, we've got um, Shrewsbury Town the Community, we've got Panic Circus, we've got Sand Pits, we've got um, a poetry workshop going on, we've got um, art classes, we've got storytelling, there's loads and loads and loads of stuff for kids. Um, and then we've got all the old favourites as well, you can cook along with the chef in the kitchen depot stage, you've got the chef, school, you've got the chef stage, that's Shropshire Distillery stage this year. You've got hen coat doing wine tasting. I'm just looking at my map so we can tell them what's <laughs> on. Um, we've got, again, um, just so much stuff. And obviously a big live music stage because what is better than sitting on a hill in the sunshine, drinking a beer, listening to live music? Yeah, sounds, sounds like my perfect evening. Genuinely. Yeah. It sounds great. Um, uh, yeah, I can't believe that. Uh, you managed to get all this. I, I guess there's lots. There's lots of businesses or small. Um, we come to the chefs uh, uh, and all those kind of things that have been sat there, ready and raring to get out. Has that helped you a lot? You it's been an interesting one because I think any business that's coming, trying to work out what to do through the last couple of months, people are think the world's reopened. It has, but the problem with everybody's got is staffing. So we've got chefs that can't manage to you know, staff the kitchen so then they can't come all of a sudden. So we've had some changes to Chef Rota. We work with Chris Burt from Mitten and Mermaid, who is the best bloke in the world after Alex, of course. Um, and Chris can sort out absolutely anything when it comes to Chef World. And so he's been calling in favours left, right and centre and we've got the best lineup. Um, and a lot of those chefs will come year after year. And obviously we've got Stuart from Docket 33 and he's a big name being on Great British Menu and you know, these guys are local. We don't 
I don't, one of the things when I started this festival was I didn't want to have big celebrity chefs. People coming to see celebrities isn't what I'm about. I want people to come because they're interested in amazing local food. Then they can go and eat in those restaurants because they like what the bloke said or they like the way that woman cooked something. You know, it's about real. It's not about some celebrity chef who you've got no chance ever that you want to just come so you can sign your book. That's not what our food festival is about. It's about meeting the local producers, chatting to them, finding out why that, I don't know, that cheese biscuit is the most impressive cheese biscuit in the world is because they source it, they make it, they do whatever. You can chat to a producer, you find out about their passion, which means you understand the whole journey better. And it's the same with the chefs. It's why I got a deep love for Adam Pennell, Shropshire lad, because um, not only does he uh, is he a great advocate for Shropshire um, producers of food, um, you know, he's brilliant. He's just naturally gifted at what he does. I tried to do a cook along with him once to make his make his strawberry cheesecake wings, and he was like, "Yeah, you do the egg, and then you do the flour, and then you do this, that, and yeah." And he made it look so. I, my hands were full of dough. I made dough for some reason because he was just so quick at doing these things. He's just brilliant at what he does. Um, so yeah, it'd be great to be around that because uh, I haven't been around him live cooking, obviously with the pandemic. Um, yeah, this all sounds very, very exciting. Um, how, what's the feedback been like from the, the public? Um, ticket sales, ticket sales have been amazing. Um, I was just—we were just laughing in the office because the weather forecast is looking good up till Friday next week, and so I can't sleep until Saturday. Says it's going to be sunny at the food festival, and then our tickets go insane. It happens every year. It's one of those things, and you just. I get it. I've got two small children, as I say. You don't want to be coming out for a family day out. We went to Minster Show at the weekend. It was phenomenal. Peed it down on us. Um, but we still have an amazing day. So, you know, actually, there's all of those things where you kind of go, um, that it's, does it matter about the weather? Yes, it does, because it makes you have a better day out. And the public have been really supportive. And the people that are worried about coming out into crowds, don't worry. That's all I can say on that, really. I don't know if I can be any more kind of clear on that. We've got um, loads of hand sanitising stations. The food festival was one of those events that was very COVID-friendly anyway. It's all outside. It's big open-sided tents. Mm. There's no washed-in marquees. You're always – and you're able to just be away from other people if you want to be. But, you know, all of the storeholders will be testing. We're obviously an events team always testing. And – People who come will hopefully test in advance and we're advising that. They don't have to show a COVID passport. Um, Shropshire, as a um, county, is a very good county for uh, uptake of vaccine. So we're quite lucky with that. But, yeah, yeah. it's, it's crazy. I mean, the opening weekend for the, the Premier League, and you've seen Old Trafford absolutely brimful. I mean an open air festival like you said it's 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 perfectly designed for you can be as safe as you want to be can't you do you know what i mean yeah. um um and speaking of the weather i mean my wife just which is surprised me with a trip to barmouth <laughs> over the weekend and it was it's like we had this rain for like two days but it was really weird like whenever we wanted to go outside um it would stop raining we'd go inside it'd rain we'd go outside it'd stop raining we were so so lucky got these gaps in the weather it's just it's just one of those things that you just i really appreciate uh, uh what yeah, are you I'm looking, looking forward what am i looking Sorry? forward to no, I was just um what am i looking forward to i am looking forward to um just being back in a field 
having had no sleep and uh-huh. sitting there on the hill and going, oh, my goodness, we did that. We've got two new members of the team because obviously it's been a hard year with staffing. But that being able to see all of the team back together again, and that's again, and I always sound so cheesy when I do these interviews with you, um, but the volunteers who I haven't seen maybe for a year, they'll be back doing it with us. And some of them are a bit like family. Lots of them were miles and smiles with us and things, which is great. Mm. But, mm. you know, the exhibitors I haven't seen for two years, and I've been running festivals, food festivals for 20 years now in Shropshire. Some of these guys I have known for that, like since my first ever festival, and you just kind of go, there's a lot of love in a festival before it even opens. And, you know, I can't wait to see those people, to have everybody back and to feel like my business is restarting again because it's been a bit kind of hiccupy the last yeah. few months. And we've obviously got food festival, then we've got Oktoberfest in a month's time. Um, so it's going to be a bit of a stressy month. And we've got a couple of corporate things in between. Um, but it's what we do. And actually, we need to get our mojo back on and crack on with what we do for a living. This is how we earn our living. So getting back to it will be a huge relief. And once I've done it, I can stop having a gazillion emails a day, which will be quite nice. <laughs> I, I kind of – I kind of, I'm not – what I'm doing with Pod Aid isn't like anywhere near what you're doing, but it's a lot. It's a lot more ambitious than I realised it was going to be, and the stress, the ball of stress that sits in my chest constantly because I'm like trying to get the schedule sorted and trying to get the the sponsors in and make sure we've got the equipment. I, I, I honestly, it's a huge undertaking. Um, and when it comes to the newbies, but what I'm really interested in is what kind, what what that first festival they get to work with when they first turn up. That initiation, what's that like for them? (laughs) Um, Well, ask him after. You can do one with Katie, maybe, who's just started with us. Um, So Katie is on the event side. She's actually been to a Shrewsbury Food Festival as a punter and actually working Ah. with um, Aaron Child and doing some video stuff. So you're kind of going, actually, he... She's seen it, so she kind of has got a feeling for it. Helen, who's my other new lady, who only started yesterday, in fact, um, never been before and new to Shropshire. So came on the Tasty Trail and loved it. Didn't know anything about Shropshire festivals before Tasty Trail. Um, But actually, what's it going to be like for her? What I want them to say, what I've, I've said to both of them, is I want them to approach it and look at what we're doing wrong. Sometimes when you've been doing something for 20 years, something's really obvious to someone who's not been before. You know... We learn every year, and the best suggestions come off people who go, why don't you do this? I'm like, I have absolutely no ideas because I've never thought of it. Until someone tells me, we get my volunteers, because they see things that I would never see, they pick up ideas off people. We've got a dog crash because somebody went, why don't you just have somewhere for dogs to stay? Yes, why don't we? <laughs> That's so, great. Some dogs trust, and they'll come along and run a dog crash. You know, my favourite job over a festival weekend actually is changing toilet rolls because, A, nobody knows it's my event and I can stand there and just chat to people about where they come from, how they find out about it, what do they think. They don't realise that I own the company because I'm there changing loo roll. Um, I'm going, yay, it's busy enough that I need to change the loo roll. That means there's lots of people on site and I get to chatter. And that is one of my favourite times, bizarrely, in stinky portaloos, clearing them out and changing the rules because I can chat to people and find out what they're really thinking. And you learn so much from doing that. 
Okay, so, okay, so if I need to get an interview with you at the food festival, I'm just going to hang around the toilets. And I'll be like, that biscuit guy, just hang around the girls' toilets. Yeah, exactly. That's the place to be. We've actually, uh, my, one of the winning situations this um, year has been, we've always wanted to get a sponsor for the toilets because they're the twice, three times visited place of the festival that everyone always overlooks. And... You know how when you were little, you used to write, you used to see the two let signs and you used to just put an eye in the middle. So monks are sponsoring the two lets um, this year. So best seats in the house. Um, so we're quite little small wins this year and um, they've worked with us for years, but I am, I, it's, it's going to be ace. Oh, that's brilliant. That's really clever. I really like that. Oh uh, yeah, um, learning things all the time, and I love that you, you. Every single festival that you do is 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 new, and you're learning these new ideas. Because I imagine after a few years, you, you might get complacent. You might be like, "Oh yeah, I know what I'm doing. Don't you worry." Whereas you, you guys, you're constantly learning and improving things all the time. That's really nice to see. Um, uh, what's what? Sorry, there was a bit of an echo. Right? Um, what is what is um. When it comes to doing a festival, what I'd like to know is, have you got memorable moments, both nightmares and good? Is, is there something that you've, you always remember that was just an absolute flipping nightmare and you'll never forget? Yeah. So Snowfest, we call it. So Winter Festival three years ago, um, probably longer than that ago now, actually. I'm kind of blocking it out of my brain. Uh, we did three winter festivals. One we dubbed Mudfest because it rained so much. We destroyed the whole top of the quarry and we had to re-turf very expensive. Then we had a really good festival. So if you sit on the grass below the St. Chad's, that's my grass, that is. I paid for that. Um, <laughs> and then we had a brilliant one, which conned me into thinking that winter festivals are okay. And then we had the year where there was that really high snow. We were running a festival in that, where people said, don't travel, don't go anywhere. It was, we probably ran that festival on two hours of sleep. I had girls camping in camper vans in the quarry in Marquise. We had to cut gutters because they were full of snow. We lost about 35, 40,000 pounds that weekend because we just had it. But off the flip side of that, massive learning curve that weather doesn't stop for anybody. But the flip side of that is we had our suppliers, like our toilet guys, our waste people, our security, who went. They got together in their little groups and went, you know what, we're not charging you for this weekend. All of us are going to give our time for free and we're just going to charge you for the very basic costs that it's cost us. But us as human beings are not going to charge you because we've worked together oh. for years. And actually, and then the coffee bloke who came in at like 5am because he knew we'd been working through the night to move all the stalls and bought us all breakfast and came and did free coffees. Uh, Brian used to have drink up. You know, those those moments, although they're part of your worst moments, part of your best moments too, because you learn a lot and you but you also you realise that actually it's a big family, that those exhibitors when you walk past them and they can see you're a breaking point and they pass you a pastry because your sugar levels are crashing and they know that you need to keep going. <clears throat> those are also the best moments because these guys are really are your friends and they actually do care. It's more than just a festival. Um, or anything else and I think best moments are sitting on that hill in the sunshine at Shrewsbury Food Festival or watching my kids go down the water slide in the sunshine at Food Festival sunshine is related to a lot of my best moments 
<laughs> I, you know, I know Jules, um, a fellow biscuitier, has worked with you a few times, and she says she's very positive about when she comes to volunteer for you. And it must be that positive atmosphere that you guys bring, you know, because she's always got nice things to say about when she comes to work with you guys. So hats oh, off. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. It's lovely. And like I said, those volunteers are the people that make it work. So I, I'm a very, very small part of a massive machine. Um, and I think it's very hard when you become a face of something or people always want to have the podcast with me. There's a lot of guys that are behind this that <laughs> are not seen. And I always feel very guilty, you know, getting an award at Wembley and you're kind of going, it's a bit fraudulent to be standing up here and taking this award because it ain't just me. It really, really isn't. <laughs> I mean, Scorsese wins an award for a film he's made. You know, there's the producers and the editors and all these sort of things. You've just got to say thanks, you know, because if it, was, if the, if it wasn't for you, you are running the show there and you know they've got your amazing colleagues that work with you and you know so well done to you and the whole team seriously you do a great thing you really do and you know it's not easy it's not been easy for you i want the listeners to realize that listening to this now if you don't know already which you probably do but your sector wasn't really helped for a long time during covid the last bit you were you know but it must have been really hard so you're getting a just result just reward just rewards words rightly jesus christ um, yeah well, if, it's sun, if it's sunny this weekend next weekend we will get our just rewards hopefully fingers crossed <laughs> yeah uh, and you know the planning process it, it must be really difficult now with you not knowing i mean these things take a, a year to make you know so i mean next year you kind of like you must be like just go for it or you got to be cautious how are you going to do that uh, we're hell for leather going for it. Um, yeah. We're glass half full here. Um, I honestly think that the government offering festival insurance backup guarantees means that they are pretty much planning that they ain't locking down because of COVID again. I mean, obviously, there isn't any guarantee. I know that cases are still going up and, you know, unfortunately, people are still getting poorly. But... As a country, as an events com- as an events industry, we're more than what people see on the ground. You know, we are the guys who are running the stages, the people who are cleaning the toilets, people who are picking up litter. There's so many levels of the sectors that we're supporting. The hotels where people are staying when they come, the cafes that they're buying a coffee from on their way into the festival, the cars they're renting, the anything, the taxis they're using as they go home. There's so much more to a tourism sector than we give credit to, you know, I haven't got the figures to hand, but, you know, there's millions of pounds brought into the economy on a festival weekend by the very fact that we exist. And then if they come to Shrewsbury for the day, maybe they're just coming on a train line. We get a lot of people up and down train line, Wolverhampton and Oswald Street and um, Chester. But (laughs) those people may come back again for a weekend because they've loved Shrewsbury so much, so you've got no way of being able to measure that knock-on effect. Um, the events industry, I teach events at Shrewsbury University um, a day a week as well. And, you know, when we're tra- talking to the students about why events are important, why it's important to have something like the Commonwealth Games coming to Birmingham, that's going to help Shrewsbury massively. Um, you know, those knock-on effects are huge and people have to see outside of, yeah, it's a pain in the neck and I'm really sorry that we bring a lot of cars into Shrewsbury and it's a pain to park that weekend. But actually that knock-on effect from that a bit of annoyance is huge and it means that, you know, our quality of life is better as a result. 
Yeah, this is why you're amazing. You're great at what you do, honestly, and what you bring to the town is fantastic. You know, um, and you help you know podcasters get great content. You know, I'm just saying, yeah, it's great. <laughs> we all win when Beth Beef is around. Um, right, Beth, uh, we, we're running out of time. I know you got things to do. Your phone's going off and stuff like that. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to end. I'll let you go. And, and get on with your day. Um, I'm going to release this on Monday. So um, where can people find uh, tickets uh, if they want to buy them? So just shrewsbyfoodfestival.co.uk. Um, we've got adult tickets, family tickets, weekend tickets. Um, they're kind of starting from £16 for a adult ticket for the, for the day. And for that, as I said, everything when you come in, so you buy your food and drink, but essentially everything else is free. So you can have an absolutely phenomenal day out and your kids get to do stuff all free, um, which is great. And while you're there, remember to buy Oktoberfest tickets too, because you might as well buy them both at the same time. Shropshireoktoberfest.co.uk, biggest party in Shropshire. It's amazing. I can't wait. I'm so excited for Oktoberfest. It's like a few <laughs> days after Pod Aid. I'm going to be so tired still, but I'm going to be like, yeah, <laughs> Oktoberfest, let's do this. Yeah, yeah well, it's uh, Oktoberfest. I know we've got to go, but I'll just leave you with this. We're doing um, 45 minutes of all the celebrations you've missed. So we'll be starting off with Burns Night and smashing through to Old Lang Syne in a tent of drunk people. So we'll have birthday party songs. We'll have wedding songs. We'll have everything. So you can celebrate with the people you're going with at Octoberfest. It's going to be epic. Wow, I can't wait. No, I'm so yeah. excited. I really am. Well, no, Beth, <laughs> Beth, you're amazing. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. I'll let you go. Uh, well done to everybody at Shropshire Festivals. I think you're all amazing. Uh, keep doing the great work that you do. Thank you. Bye. I'll see you later. Right, so that was Beth. I, I let her go because um, uh, she's very busy. The office is crazy. Uh, they're working their magic. Um, but before I go, I need to tell you guys about what we're doing with Pod Aid. I'm going to keep banging this drum, guys, because we've got to get this thing done. Like I said, this event is is a lot more ambitious than I, I thought it was going to be. Um, we're working around the clock trying to make sure the schedule is up is up to date. Um, that we've got the, we're trying to get the sponsors in that we need to get making sure the cameras work and the mics all, all work together, um, making sure the stream, all this sort of stuff. It's a 24-hour thing. Um, so I would love your support. Um, Pod Aid is coming in. It's a big, bad thing. It's on the 29th of September, uh, and on 9 a.m. on that day, we're going to go live on a YouTube stream, and we're not going to stop until 9 a.m. on the 30th of September, which is Pod um, International Podcast Day. Um, and this is why I did this. I wanted to coordinate with that. And Dave Lee from International Podcast Day um, is going to join us uh, on the show. It's going to be fantastic. We've got 24 hour-long guests lined up throughout the whole schedule. Um, the, the guest sheet is just fantastic. If I bring it up now, um, we've got um, <laughs> technology. How great is that? Um, we have um, the guys from Lingen Davis coming in. We have Kevin Horrock. The author coming in, Dean Harris, um, is coming in. She's amazing. I'm a big fan of hers. Kelder Wood is coming. Uh, we have the mayor is going to stop by and say hello. Charlie Adlard is definitely going to come in, uh, which means I'm going I'm to turn into a, a shy 16-year-old girl. I don't know why that happens, but it does. Smash Life will come in. Beth, you just heard. She's coming to sp sit and speak to us. Uh, we have um, Charlie Adler. Charlie Adler is one of the most um, highly respected voice actors on the planet, um, and he's going to be there. Uh, we have uh, Adam Pennell, that's a Shropshire lad. He's going to be there. 
A um, couple more. Um, we have Mark Summers. Mark Summers is one of the most famous TV um, hosts in America. Um, he was there for the launch of Nickelodeon. He did Double Dare and he did Unwrapped on the Food Network as well. He helped launch the Food Network. Very well-renowned um, uh, TV host. There's so much going on, guys. There's so much going on with Pod Aid. So, um, yeah, we're doing this thing to raise money for Lingen Davis. I wanted to do something good uh, for, for our community, but not just that. I wanted to encourage others to do good things too. So this Pod Aid is like an introduction to what we're planning so we're going to do this thing we're going to show people that we can do something positive in our community then next year we're going to challenge people to get do the best thing that they possibly can for their community so whether it's a podcast whether you've got a vlog whether um it's uh, even a blog whatever it is you do gaming if you've got game streaming if you want to take part in pod aid next year we will hear you and we'll give you out uh, all the information you need to do to make that possible we have our sponsors with Reach. Um, they're sort of, they're helping us out. They've done our logos, doing our marketing, social media. Um, they're doing amazing there. We have our venue, thanks to Shrewsbury Town community. We're using their Reach Community Hub. Uh, we we have our website, thanks to Web Orchard. So we, there's lots going on. Um, and if you want to find out everything you need to know about PodAid, please go to our website, which is the shrewsburybiscuitpodcast.co.uk. All of our audio is available on the website. So if you don't want to Listen to this through Spotify or iTunes, whatever. You can go straight to the website and you can press play. There is actually a way as well of um, turning that um, that website into a little app for your phone. So if you go to the little three dot, if you use Chrome um, and you press the three dots at the top of the, the screen and you go to tools and then you press uh, create shortcut, you can actually create a little app thing for your phone. So you can have a shoes biscuit there ready. Anyway, I'm rambling. This is because I've I've filled myself up with ca caffeine after a night shift and done a, this podcast with Beth. Um, this has been fantastic. Beth is awesome. I always love chatting to her. We are going to be at the food festival, and I hope to see you guys there too. If you see me in, um, in, in my biscuit T-shirt with a microphone and you want to come and say hello, please do. I'm a very nice guy. <laughs> I'm outgoing, and I'd love to speak to you, whether it's on, on the mic or off the mic. Just come and say hello. Right, I'm going to go because I'm rambling. Uh, I love you guys. Thank you for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Peace out.